episode of the B3 today is brought to you by Sensible Waste Consulting. You know you're probably overspending on your waste and recycling removal. You don't have to. Get back to doing what you do best in your business and let the folks at Sensible Waste Consulting deal with the waste companies on your behalf. Go to SensibleWaste.com for more information. The B3 Today is a production of Impulse Radio. Thanks for tuning in to the B3 today. I am excited, excited, excited. One of uh, the people that I looked up to when I was a little kid and one of the best basketball players, quite frankly, in state of Illinois history is on the show today, and that is Jay Scheidler from the Lawrenceville Indians. Won a state title his sophomore year in 74, got third in 76 when he absolutely set the world on fire and became the darling of, uh, of every newspaper in the in the state and uh, then went on to the University of Kentucky, played for Joe B. Hall there, won a national title, and just a, just a really, really cool guy. Can't wait to talk to Jay. BlondeBomber25.com is where you can go get his book that he's got out that he'll be touting today, so looking forward to that. Talking about Jay, I remember, you know, there's some things you remember in your life about your your dad and sports and and whatnot and i remember the first time my dad went and and saw watched a red hill lawrenceville game and 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 came back and i remember the excitement in my dad's voice like you got to see this kid and he kept talking about i saw rick mount play when you know years ago and and you know rick mount's a guy that went to purdue a long time ago and 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 he said this guy's a better shooter than rick mount and i just remember my dad talking about that and then when he went up uh, when my dad went up to Champaign to watch Scheidler and Lawrenceville play in the state title, he brought back all his newspapers and, and the headlines of the bionic boy and, and white lightning and all this because Jay had bleach blonde hair. and Just uh, just really, really cool memories. Um, I was allowed to come home at lunch um, the day they played the state, uh, their quarterfinal game. Um, that day and on a grainy television set watched watched Lawrenceville play that day so really looking forward to talking to Jay and uh, we'll be we'll have that here in just a minute great news out of Indiana women's basketball Allie Patberg got drafted in the third round last night by the Indiana Fever so she's going to be staying here in Indiana and and playing her professional basketball so uh congratulations to Allie on that and and the whole team that's a real accomplishment so uh just awesome awesome stuff out of that and Alexa Goulba's got invited to camp by uh Connecticut Sun I believe so good congratulations to her so really really cool stuff uh coming out of the Indiana women's program so let's take a quick break here and then we will be back with one of the all-time greats in Illinois high school history, and that is Mr. Jay Scheidler. Hey, if your company spends two grand or more a month on your waste and recycling removal bills, you're probably paying too much. 20 to 40% is what we see on almost every company. You know why? Because your contracts don't protect you from price spikes. Your service levels are completely wrong for what you need. Your contracts allow you to be charged those silly ancillary fees that waste companies love. 
How much could a free waste audit save you? Hard to tell. But if you go to sensiblewaste.com or you call 812-787-3598, let's do a 10-minute discovery call and see if we're a good fit. Doesn't cost you a penny if they don't save you money on the contracts you've already signed or the ones going forward. Let us take a look. Sensible Waste Consulting, sensiblewaste.com, 812-787-3598. Stop overpaying on your waste and recycling. Next up on the Travis Brett Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Hotline, I tried to figure out how to describe this guy. I, I could say he's one of the uh, most prolific high school players in Illinois high school history, won a national championship with Kentucky, all that stuff's being said, and I decided the fact that if you say this name, it means basketball shooter, and that's Jay Scheidler. How are you, Jay? Good afternoon, Brian. How you doing, buddy? Well, I tell you what, I'm pretty good. You know, I, I now have Marty Simmons and Jay Scheidler's phone numbers in my phone. My life might be complete. Keep keep those to yourself now. <laughs> you know, I have a couple extra cocktails some night. We may just have one heck of a, a three-way call. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Hey, the reason we are on the phone, I'm just going to get this out right now. BlondeBomber25.com. Jay Scheidler has written a book that we'll get into here. So go to that and buy this book. I'm going to as soon as we hang up here today because I can't wait to read it because this guy has a story that you that you need to read. Whether you already know the story or whether you don't, it's going to be fantastic. But, Jay, let's start back in Lawrenceville, if you don't mind, for the listeners over here in southern Indiana that that may not know you played for you know it, one of the if not the greatest basketball coaches in Illinois history um I certainly believe that Brian um coach Felling was was uh I mean he was the epitome of of high school basketball coaching well coaching in general mm -hmm. you know I mean we uh, Lawrenceville had a had a successful program, you know, before he got there. But uh, Coach Felling just took a, it took Lawrenceville High School basketball to a whole other level, and uh, none of us, I don't think, would have been able to accomplish the things that we accomplished uh, without Coach Felling. It's kind of interesting. We interviewed Mike Ray um, not too long ago for the old school Red Hill podcast and he was on on Coach Felling's very first team at Lawrenceville and and then you know I've interviewed Marty who was on the very last and then you were kind of in there in the middle and and I noticed when looking at your senior year team the team that got third you weren't real big all you know a lot of six six foot one guys you didn't have that big dominant center it didn't seem like what kind of offense did you guys run back then when you got ready to make your big tournament run right um you know I mean the four years that I was well Lawrenceville really never had a lot of size you know going back before coach Felling took over you know, that sort of thing. I know my freshman year, we had a couple of six, three, six, four guys, but, uh, yeah, my senior year, I mean, we had, we had Dave Hesher at five, nine at, at our, at our floor leader, our point guard, Dave Wagner was a junior that year. He was about five ten. Of course I was about six one. Uh, Rick Pickering was the other forward at six one. We had Nathan Schnauz at six three in the middle force. So, you know, it was, 
it was a battle every night if we had to go against guys, you know, teams that, that had a little bit of size. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I mean, again, you know, going back to Coach Felling, he, he, you know, he got everything out of us. Uh, and and we just, you know, we, we were comfortable with each other and we knew how to play with each other. And, um, we, of course, we had to defend well yeah. <laughs> every time down the court, you know, that sort of thing. But we helped each other tremendously. And, and, uh, 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 you know, it was an effort every night, like I said, but you know, when, when you got guys around you that, and they all knew how to play, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't just me, you know, I mean, we could go to anybody, uh, they all could shoot it. We could go to anybody at any given time, you know, to knock down a shot. Um, as far as offensively, uh, we had some set plays and things like that. Um, but they uh, and I owe it. I owe a lot to those guys. You know, they sacrificed so much, and because of, 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 a lot of our offense was was me running off screens wherever I could, uh, that sort of thing. Um, but they did a heck of a job, and and you know, uh, together we were you know we were able to be successful and, and get as far as we as far as we did. Is that is that an art, Jay? That is kind of been lost in your opinion, moving without the basketball and coming off screens. Um, I think so. You know, there's, there's not a, uh, um, well, even back then, you know, there, there, there wasn't really a whole lot of catch and catch and shoot guys, but, uh, it is, you know, to know, first of all, the guys know, you know, know how to set the screens because there's, you know, perpetual movement in motion. And then you've got to be able to work your, you know, your defender off those screens without getting a, uh, you know, an offensive foul on right. the screen, you know, that sort of stuff. So, right. yeah, but you know, we we worked on it on countless hours, you know, <laughs> in practice, and, and you know, it, it we we pretty much had it down to a science. Obviously, we'll get into your run in '76 when you guys finished third and you just absolutely lit the state of Illinois on fire with that tournament run. But but you actually your sophomore year, uh, you you guys won a state championship there, and, and that year with with Rick Leasty kind of leading the way. I hear and I know Rick, but I obviously never saw him play. What kind of player was he? I mean, he put up some big numbers. Rick was a tremendous, tremendous basketball player. Um, very athletic. I mean, he you know he ran track. Uh, he was a great baseball player. But uh, basketball, yeah, you're right. He you know he was a senior in '74 and uh, led us the entire season. Um, he averaged close to 30 points a game. Um, but he could do it all, you know. He had he had great touch. He was a great shooter, a great rebounder, an, uh, an absolutely super defender. Um, like I said, he could do it all. And and uh, you know, Rick Rick was the go to guy that year, you know. And and uh, that wasn't a bad person to go to. Um, you know, he proved that year, you know, all year long, and and came up with some big plays at Champagne that year. Uh, especially in the championship game, to uh, you know, to seal the win for us, and I can't say enough about uh, about how good Rick was, and it was a tremendous, uh, tremendous honor to play with him. Yeah, something I noticed about your in, in some of the grainy videos that you can find of high school, and then and then the the, the Kentucky stuff, the height that you got on your jump shot, is that something that. Like, I don't know, maybe I, I know your brother was a prolific player. Denny, is, is that something that he worked with you? How did you learn to get that high shooting the basketball? 
Well, uh, Brian, something like that is 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 just a, a natural God given gift. Um, I was blessed with that sort of ability. Um, uh, I, I, we really didn't, I, or I didn't really do a whole lot to to improve on that until uh, I will say going into my senior year, I, I went and visited my brother at Southern Illinois for a few weeks and worked on some machines that had just come out to improve your vertical jump. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that, uh, the time that I was spent down there with him. But, um, the only thing that I could really think of that may have helped was we jumped a lot of rope, uh, in, in high school or, or growing up, my brother and I both did. And, and I think that, that you know, developed a lot of leg strength, um, and which, which, um, added to that. But, you know, when it came right down to it, it was just a, it was a gift from God to be able to do that, uh, um, that sort of thing. Because you know, I, I didn't really, I didn't really think about it. Didn't really work on it that much. You know, it was just, uh, it was just a God given ability. You know, they, you, you hear the term all the time, being in a zone. I don't know that there's a definition of a player being in a zone like you were during that tournament run when you guys went up in, in 1976. And for those that don't know, back at that time, you went up and you played Friday in the quarterfinals. If you won there, and this is in Illinois, two classes, you went and mm-hmm. you played Saturday morning. And then win or lose, you played against Saturday night because they had a consolation. So uh, starting on from Friday, well, really before in the tournament and the sectionals and regionals, but boy, you put Mm -hmm. on an absolute show. That was the definition of being in a zone, wasn't it? Um, If you could, yeah, you you can say that. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's. Uh, it's rare, you know, when it, when it comes along, but, but, but when you do feel that, uh, it's an unbelievable feeling. Um, and it, it just happened to come at a right time in the state tournament in Champaign. Now, you know, you got to keep in mind too, that, that, that I wasn't re- I don't think you could really say that I was in a zone in the quarterfinal game against Marmion. Yeah. Um, when I missed 14 in a row, <laughs> but <laughs> which I hate to say, but, um, you know, I was fortunate. We were fortunate enough to get through that game and, and, you know, I was able to kind of redeem myself the last couple of games, you know, but yeah, it's an awesome feeling. And, 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 uh, when you see a player like, you know, Steph Curry or, or, you know, guys that can shoot it like that, they get in the zone. There's really not much you can do. Yeah. The confidence level is even higher than usual. And, and you just know that, uh, you just know when you let the ball go that, that it's going in. Yeah. I'm looking at your class, a tourney stats that you're 63 for 129. That's 48.8%. And from the free throw line, 31 to 35 for 157 points. And, and I, I remember that, that Friday afternoon game. And, and, and for those of you at home that, that maybe not be familiar, I went to red Hill, which is three miles from Lawrenceville. But once someone, you know, we may be rivals, but once someone goes that far, it doesn't matter. And I was seven or eight years old, whatever I was. So it really didn't matter. But I was allowed to come home from school that day at noon. And we had an old TV with rabbit ears, literally that we could get channel three out of champagne and you had to get it just right. And I remember watching this game your first game on that grainy television uh that friday <laughs> afternoon game when you guys won but and, and then i remember 
uh, my dad had gone up to the tournament. He brought all the newspapers home and, you know, the bionic boy and, and white lightning and, and all this. <laughs> and, and you just, you absolutely captured the state of Illinois. And, and, and if you go on newspapers.com or whatever you go in and you Google it, you, there was, there was one, uh, I believe it was a Chicago Tribune. I found you were in like seven stories on the front page of this newspaper. I mean, just absolute wow. madness. It, it was crazy. But uh, but that that time of your life of of coming off of that, and now you've got to go into you know all the the recruiting and, and deciding. Can you just talk about what that was like and 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 how you decided on going to Kentucky? Sure, um, sure, no, not a problem. Um, you know during during the season. Um, well, I started getting some information from some from some schools um, right, during uh, right after my sophomore year. Um, nothing big or anything, but people were starting to try to contact me. But you know, I never really gave it much thought uh, until, well, basically, basically after after uh, uh, my senior season was over. Mm-hmm. You know, I I stayed focused on what we were trying to do uh, in Lawrenceville. Um, and when it came time, you know, I really didn't know where I wanted to go. Oh, wow. Um, I knew of some places that, that, you know, that I was thinking about. Of course, everybody around here was thought it was a sure bet that I was going to go to IU. Okay. Um, because of Coach Felling's uh, relationship with, with Coach Knight. Uh-huh. Um, and, and, and it was, I was, I highly considered them for quite a while. Um, they kind of dropped off late in the game uh, uh, when, uh, um, there was kind of some differences in, in what they were wanting to do and, and how their approach to me was. Um, I made a few visits, didn't make a whole lot. I visited Kansas State because uh, Coach Felling was, was good friends with Coach Jack Hartman at Kansas State at the time. Okay. Uh, I made a visit to Alabama uh, with C.M. Newton and Wimp Sanderson and oh, them wow. down there. But I... Uh, I knew about Illinois because of the, the state tournament, so I, you know I kind of knew what that was all about. Um, I really didn't make an official visit to IU. I went to I went to Knight's camp uh, between my junior and senior season, so had quite a few talks with him during camp, and he made a visit to our home during my senior year. Um, but you know, when it came right down to it, I really didn't know where I was going to go. Um, I had been familiar with Kentucky's program just by watching their games late at night on a delayed basis. Yeah, Channel um, Seven. Yeah, exactly. And and not because it was Kentucky, but it was just you know it was a game. Yeah, you know. Right. And so I wanted to watch, but um, I, I got familiar with the personnel that they would be having back the first couple years. I was if I decided to go there, I knew their personnel. And, and thought that um, there was a really good chance with everybody that they would have there if I arrived, uh, that we would have a good chance of winning and winning the championship. And that was basically all my, my, my motive was I just wanted to play somewhere uh, where we would win, okay. you know, yeah. and, and I didn't, I didn't look at it a personal basis or anything like that. I didn't care about that. I just wanted to win because of coming from the tradition of Lawrenceville High School and being associated with a winner, um, that was first and foremost in my mind. And um, but when I did finally make a visit to Kentucky, um, it was in April of '76. Basketball season was over, 
Uh, I had just come off of a couple of uh, all star high school all star uh, games. Mm-hmm. Uh, one in one in uh, in uh, Dayton, Ohio, and um, uh, I think the Illinois one uh, had come before that. So I was just kind of tired and. I'd been on the road for a couple of weeks at these games. And when I made the visit to Kentucky, I just, you know, I, I didn't want to do a whole lot. I just wanted to see, you know, what it was all about and, and listen to what they had to say. And uh, they, you know, kudos to them. They rode out the red, red carpet for me. And, 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 and at that time, Rupp Arena wasn't open yet. They really, what is he, it wasn't even completed uh, oh, wow. building yet. And, wow. uh, but they, you know, they took me in there and, and said, this is where you're going to play your home games and go to play against, you know, all the good competition in, in the Southeastern Conference and, and uh, you know, certain things like that. And, and I was just really impressed, you know. I mean, an 18-year-old kid in Lawrenceville, from coming out of Lawrenceville, Illinois, uh, didn't take a whole lot to impress me, but they just, you know, they just really, they just really, laid it out there for me didn't promise me anything or you know you're going to play and this and that they didn't they didn't do that um they just laid it out what they were all about and um you know after that visit i i knew in my heart that i was going to come back and, and play at play at the university of kentucky wow yeah and and you will see your first year that would have been uh Let's see. Givens would have already been there, right? Givens, Macy, Cowens. I mean, there's some big names, you know, at least for for uh, for people that, like you said, stayed up late. Whether and I wasn't a Kentucky fan at all, but like you said back then, if a game was on, we were going to watch it, right? Uh, Rick Roby, oh, yeah. I think. Yeah. So those were some big names that had to be, you know, after you said you watched them, and then now you're going to join them. Yeah, I, uh, you know, coming in my freshman year, of course, Roby and, and, and Jack and James Lee and Mike Phillips were going to be, were going to be juniors my freshman year. Um, of course, LeVon Williams and Tim Stevens came in with me as, as, as freshmen, but, um, I just, uh, Truman Clater, the great shooter, Kyle wasn't there yet. He was, uh, he was at Purdue. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, he transferred in after that year and, and came to Kentucky my freshman year. I forgot uh, about course, that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, of course, he was ineligible for that first year because of the transfer. But uh, going against him every day in practice my freshman year, I knew how good he was. And, um, you know, it just all kind of fell into place for me. Um, but, you know, but um, as it turned out, you know, looking at their personnel and knowing what – kind of team they were going to be the first year or two I was here uh, turned out to be a good decision because we were able to uh, you know to go ahead and win the championship in 78 yeah you won that well that was in St. Louis right yes sir being in a zone Givens got hot that night oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and what a time to be in the zone you know in the national championship game yeah absolutely I mean Jack was a great player um, and had some great games, but, but that was, you're exactly right. You know, he was in the zone that night and, and we just kept getting it to him and getting it to him and getting it to him, you know, and, and he, and he didn't disappoint. How good was Sam Bowie when he came in? Sam was great. Of course he came in my, my I was a senior when he yeah. came in, uh-huh. um, and, and, you know, just, uh, uh, a tall, lanky, skinny, you know, freshman from yeah. Lebanon, Pennsylvania. But you could tell that, that Sam had skills. He was a nice shooter, had nice touch. 
Uh, of course, you know, being seven one, I mean, he crashed the boards, block, shot blocker, intimidator, that sort of thing. And, you know, he just got better every year. And it was a shame that he had the leg problems that he did. Yeah. Um, I always felt like was, that that's a guy that, uh, that could have had a much, much, much better career without the, with the health problems that he had. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. You know, and, and, uh, but you know, he, he, he managed to be in the league about 10 years with all the problems and everything. And, and what a tremendous guy. I mean, super, super nice guy. Um, still lives in Lexington today. So, uh, but yeah, Sam, you can, you, you knew that Sam was going to be a great player. Yeah. Do you still keep in touch with a lot of those guys you played with? I do. I do. There's a few, there's a few of them still left in Lexington. Kyle lives there. Of course, Jack lives there. That's where he was from. Uh, James Lee's in Louisville. Uh, LeVon is still, LeVon Williams is still in Lexington. So there's a few guys still left around. Plus some guys that had played there prior to, to me being there. They, you know, once you get there, uh, Lexington is a place where the guys just fall in love with the place and they're treated so well that yeah. uh, a lot of them tend to stick around and, and we get together whenever we can. Um, as, uh, and of course, we have a, a, a reunion every five years for the 78 championship team. And that's always a good time. It's a two or three day event that they have so many things uh, for us to do. But you know, I mean, the, those 13 guys on that roster in 78, I, I've never been around 13 of more the classiest guys that, that, that you could imagine. And, and it will just have such a, such a good rapport and such a good relationship. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's always great to get together with uh, those guys. That's awesome. Uh BlondeBomber25.com. Go do what I'm going to do. Go buy that book and read all about the stories that Jay's got. Before I let you go, I got to ask you, what was it like, again, you know, watching on TV, you know, the stoic stalking the sidelines with that program in his hand, Joe B. Hall. What was it like playing for Joe B. Mm -hmm. Hall? Coach Hall was a great coach, you know, and and being in the position that he was taking over for, for Adolph Rupp, the legendary coach and, and being under the pressure of, of having to win because, you know, we're upset the bar pretty high. And uh, in Lexington, it's yeah. all about winning and it's all about winning championships. So, you know, in the first couple of years, they, they struggled a little bit and, and uh, they were wondering, you know, if, if coach was the right, you know, the right guy to be in, you know, in that spot. But, uh, uh, they, they went to they, you know they went to the finals in '75. I think that was his third year, um, and they lost to UCLA in Johnny Wooden's last game, and and uh, then they won the NIT the following year, um, and then uh, my my freshman year we we had a really good team my freshman year yeah in '77, but uh, under the pressure that Coach Hall was was under, and to be able to withstand that and everything. Um, I, I can't say enough good things about coach, you know, I mean, he, he got talent in there and, 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 and he got the guys to, to, to play the way Kentucky basketball is, is, is expected to be played and, and uh, ended up having a really, really good coach, you know, college coaching career. Yeah. You know, he won, he won two, two, two national championships, if you call it, you know, if you, if you consider the, uh, the NIT yeah. and, uh, Maybe could have won a, a couple of more others uh, if you had a break go this way or that way. But uh, no, I mean, you know, that's, it's, he's revered in Kentucky and, 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 and well understandable. But, uh, you know, coach was great, you know, and, and, and uh, he, you know, he, he got the job done and, and um, 
that's all that they were expecting, you know? Yeah. Is Kyle Perry in trouble down there? You know, he might be, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, they won it in 2012, but probably had a couple other chances since then. Um, and people, you know, like I said, you know, you, you got to win in Lexington and, and you got to win championships. It's not just about winning 25 or 30 games. You got to, you know, you got, you got to take the home, the, the big, the big prize. You don't, you don't get trophies for sending eight kids into the, to the NBA. <laughs> No, you don't. You know, you don't. And, 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 uh, I mean, it's all great, you know, sure. for, for those guys and everything. No doubt about it. Uh, but, um, they get a little impatient. And I think that they're very impatient right now, you yeah. know. So we'll see what happens the next year or two. Hopefully they can get back in the, in the mix. Um, uh, you know, they, I thought they had a really good chance this year. They had all the tools to be able to win a championship. But, you know, hey, that's why they play the games, and, and that's why that's why the NCAA tournament is so exciting and, and, and so unbelievable nowadays because anything can happen on a given day. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, I've taken up a lot of your time, and, and Jay, I, it's been a true honor to talk to you. You know, again, go to BlondeBomber25.com, but uh, whatever you call him, White Lightning, uh, Bionic Boy, Jay Bird, Shide, have, have I missed any? Did I get them all? <laughs> No, I think you've covered all of them. <laughs> hey, when you can shoot the basketball like this guy, you pick up nicknames. What the heck can I say? But I appreciate you being on the show, my man. Brian, thank you so much, buddy. And I appreciate you touting the, uh, the website to get the book. Um, I, you know, I, I hope everybody goes out and gets the book because it's an interesting read. Um, I, you know, I've bared my soul. There's not a stone been unturned and, and I think people will get a lot of enjoyment out of the book. And I think people will take away from the book, a, a lot of stuff as far as, you know, staying at it and persevering and, and, uh, coming out on the other side ahead. So, yeah, I, I hope, I hope a lot of people get it and I hope a lot of people enjoy it. I'm sure he will. Jay Scheidler. Thank you very much. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate you, man. Uh, God bless you. I was laughing with Jay. I, uh, I had sent him a, uh, a picture while we were corresponding when I was doing some research, the daily record in Lawrenceville, the, the, uh, the Monday after they got third in Champaign, I was looking at that newspaper, just reading some of the articles, kind of getting ready. <laughs> I tweeted this out, if, but if you didn't see it, the Avalon Theater, the drive-in theater there in Lawrenceville, um, the movie showing that time was called Schoolgirls Report 75, a rated X movie, adults only. It says, uh, Schoolgirls Report 75, there's more than an apple for the teacher. Why parents lose their sleep. <laughs> So how things have changed, huh? That they're showing X rated X movies. But then I looked at Thursday's paper, the, the preview to the Lawrenceville trip to the state finals and uh, the Avalon theater, um, that week was showing Disney's snow white and the seven dwarfs. So a little, little change in, in action, uh, by the Avalon theater in Lawrenceville, Illinois in 1976. So, Hey, that's going to do it for this episode. Go to BlondeBomber25.com and read the book about Jay Scheidler. Grew up in a small town in Lawrenceville, Illinois, and then took that shooting ability and hard work to a third-place finish the senior year, a state title his sophomore year, and then on to a national championship at the University of Kentucky. 
playing for two of the legendary coaches in this part of the country anyway, high school coach Ron Felling and then in college, Joe D. Hall. So uh, Jay was, was very, very nice enough to give us his time, and, and uh, I can't tell him how much I appreciate that. Uh, it really, really helps uh, this this little old podcast when we get people to Calvert Jay Scheidler on here. So truly appreciate it. But go to BlondeBomber25.com and get a copy of the book just like I'm going to. A Ride with Shy. So we will talk to you next time. Tomorrow, got the big show, the Todd Father and Deco. And you know what we're going to be talking about. Our big topic will be the reclassification of teams in the state of Indiana. And uh, I have a feeling that's going to be a very, very interesting and sometimes heated conversation. So until then, thank you for listening to the B3 Podcast. The B3 Today is a production of Impulse Radio.